Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Thursday, October 14th, 2021. Stand up for your country. So this is how much I like you. I have to go to Florida after this taping. We tape earlier in the day. Uh, and you see this whenever you want to see it, if you're a BillOReilly.com premium or concierge member. But we send it out to the first and WABC and all of our affiliates across the world uh, for broadcast early evening. Right. OK. So after I tape this, I go down to Palm Beach on a plane and then I do an interview with Donald Trump, which I'll tell you about in a minute. Um, and then I come back uh, because I have to do stuff uh, here on Long Island tomorrow. And uh, normally I would take the day off, but I can't because there's too many important things that directly influence your life that I got to bring to your attention because few others will. And that's why you're here, I hope. So let's start with uh, President Biden's schedule. He's going to meet with, uh, or he's already meet by the time you hear this, with the president of Kenya. Okay, that's exciting. Uh, Then you got a couple other things that don't matter. An update on COVID. Okay, yeah, great. Lunch with the vice president. Wow. Now, uh, Kamala Harris, I don't know whether you've noticed or not, has lost some weight. Uh, She's getting in shape for something. Don't know what. Um, Okay, Rasmussen Daily tracking poll, uh, 43% of Americans disapprove of Joe Biden's job performance, 50, I'm sorry, 56% disapprove, 43% approve. That's, again, Rasmussen Daily tracking, 56% disapprove, 43% approve. Boy, I don't know how you could approve of that. I really don't. You got to figure about 20 percent, maybe 25 of those approving are people who are getting substantial payments from the federal government. But if you're just a regular person, not depending on the government for your well-being, how on God's earth could you be approving of this man's performance? Uh, It's abysmal. And I'm I'm not coming at this as a Republican because I'm not. I'm an independent registered. I'm not coming at it as an ideologue because I'm not coming at it as a historian. It's just every day I go, whoa. You know, but some people just aren't that bright. I hate to be uncharitable, but they're just not that bright. And, and that takes into account that people don't pay any attention to anything. OK, so how is the media? And, you know, you can't say these media people are stupid. They're not stupid. A lot of them are apathetic. They don't care. They just want the paycheck and they'll do what they're told to do. But you've got to have a level of skill to get up to the national media. It's not what it used to be. It used to be rigorous skill. Now it's not that. There's a lot of affirmative action hiring. And I don't mean that in a pejorative way. But there's a lot of recruitment of people based on their skin color and ethnicity. That didn't used to happen. There was always... A little of it, but now there's a lot of it. And you can't really link it into a sub-performance. That's not fair. Um, there is, you know, Lester Holt is a brilliant man. I've worked with him on Channel 2 in New York. He, he is one of the best at what he does. Unfortunately, Lester is taking orders now, in my opinion. Okay, but is Lester Holt smart? He's smarter than uh, 90% of people I know in the media. Okay, so how's the media handling Joe Biden's demise? 
so they know what's happening. But what are they, how are they going to present themselves to you? So James Carville, I've known 30 years. He's the voice of the Democratic Party. And he, he works on MSNBC, which is an arm of the Democratic Party. Um, and NBC News should be absolutely ashamed of itself, but they're not. So Carville, he, he's a shrewd guy. And here's what he said last night. They've got to understand the reality is they're just running around like, you know, people in a locker room banging the helmets against the lockers. That's not going to do you any good. You're not going to move any further than Joe Manchin or Christian Sinema. So, so quit this idiotic protesting and hounding them and tell President Biden, get him in the room, get the speaker in there, get the majority leader. Let's hammer something out. And what we don't get, let's go for it in 2022. Okay, what Carville doesn't seem to understand with that analysis, and he's talking about the spending bill. Spending bill is now in serious trouble of getting passed at all. Because as Joe Biden's power declines, and it is, all right, then the odds of him getting anything passed decline as well. And McConnell, they all know this. So they're just waiting with sledgehammers, the Republicans, to just take this thing down. Some kind of reconciliation bill will be passed. I'm putting it at 1.8 now. Might even be less than that, half of what Biden asked for. We're talking trillions of dollars here. Okay, but Carville doesn't give you the big picture. The big picture isn't about the reconciliation bill or anything else as far as finances are concerned. Big picture is that people are getting hurt. That's the big picture. So Americans are getting hurt, particularly working Americans, because inflation is now up 5.4%. So you have less money, 5% less money than you did a year ago. Now, one of the questions I'm going to ask Donald Trump is how did he keep inflation under control? So, uh, um, but I'll give you a bigger preview in a moment. So anyway, Carville misses the big picture that this is the Biden policies on every front, not one place. Has he improved the nation? That is causing the Democratic Party, the progressive movement, and Biden himself heartache because it's hard to come back from that. And then when people aren't going to get what they want to buy for Christmas, that's going to be more. And then when you have fewer profits during the Christmas season, as the companies will have, that's going to hurt more. And then Biden's going to want a tax rise when profits are going down. So you can see how this is shaping up. Okay, so I asked my staff, say, tell me what the three network evening news broadcasts did last night at the top of the program. So CBS did the supply chain crisis. Okay, they had to do it. And then the second story was William Shatner goes to space. (laughs) Um. Lester Holt and NBC News, they did the supply chain crisis. And the second was William Shatner goes to space. You get a theme here? And then Muir on ABC did the supply chain crisis. And then he did uh, the booster shots for COVID. And that was it for Biden. None of the uh, three nightly newscasts did any other Bidens. Nothing. So they know that President Biden's in trouble, but they're not going to cover it. 
We will. All right, Donald Trump. So um, I have found out some very interesting things about the election in 2020. And I'm going to tell you what they are. And I might discuss a little bit about the election with Donald Trump later on. But it's not going to be about the election. And I'm not going to relitigate the election because it's a waste of everybody's time. The election of 2020 is in the books. It's in history. It's not going to change. What could change if the states wise up is the election of 2024, because you need new laws. And I'm going to explain what you need in a moment. So today, I'm not going to waste a lot of time with uh, Mr. Trump saying, well, I got hosed. We all know that's the way President Trump feels. And I think he has a decent reason to feel that way. And I'm, I'm going to tell you in a moment why. But the election count is going to stay where it is. And there is the new information I have overrides the old information. I'll get to that in a moment. But I want to interview Donald Trump about how he sees his political future. It's a big break. He's got a huge break with Biden collapsing. And the polling, as we showed you yesterday, says Republicans in great numbers favor Donald Trump to run again. So that's where we are in history, in America today. And because I'm going to interview the 45th president today, that's what I want him to talk about, his political future. Now, just so you know, that interview will run on Monday on this broadcast. Okay? But over the weekend on BillOReilly.com, I'm going to hit you with some clips of the interview, like coming attractions. So we'll have some posted tomorrow and Saturday and Sunday. We want you to go into BillOReilly.com. We want you to sign up for our membership because if you do, it'll help your life. Simple as that. But I'm going to have those for you to so get a flavor of it. Okay, but the big thing will be on Monday. So let's start with the election deal. Here's one of the most underreported stories in the history of this country. After Hillary Clinton lost in 2016, the Democratic Party believed the election was stolen from her. Okay? Don't believe me? Roll the tape. I think it's also critical to understand that, as I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign, you can even become the nominee, and you can have the election stolen from you. There's no doubt that the Russians did interfere in the election, and I think the interference, although not yet quantified, uh, if fully investigated, would show that Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. He lost the election. And he was put in the office because the Russians interfered on his behalf. I, I think the Russians participated in helping this man get elected. Mm -hmm. And they helped destroy the candidacy of Hillary Clinton. Uh, I don't plan to attend inauguration. It would be the first one that I miss uh, since I've been in the Congress. You, you cannot be at home with something that you feel that is wrong. 
Okay, so subsequently we now know the Russian collusion with the Trump campaign was false. It never happened. It was a fabrication. Did Russian hackers try to disrupt the election? Yeah, they did, but not on the level that it would affect the votes of Americans. Okay, so ask yourself this question. Have you ever seen that before? Did you ever hear about that before? That the uh, Democratic Party, well, uh, Hillary Clinton really won. It was stolen. She said it herself. You thought she was stolen from me. Okay. Enter Mark Zuckerberg, the Facebook CEO and one of the richest individuals on earth. I got to walk through this very slowly. This is ultra important. Okay. There is a federal law that says political parties cannot go within a certain distance of a polling place on election day. That's in every precinct in the country. So you remember the Black Panthers in Philadelphia were out there in front of the polling place and it was a big controversy. You cannot have activists or political parties at a polling place on election day. It is against the law. Why? Because they don't want voters intimidated, cajoled. They don't want any of that. They being the federal government. All right. Digest that for a moment. There are no laws about mail-in ballots. So that's where we start. Mark Zuckerberg donated $419 million to two groups, nonprofit groups, who say they are nonpartisan. The first group is the Center for Technology and Civic Life, CTCL, Center for Technology and Civic Life. The second group is the Center for Election Innovation and Research, CEIR. They got $419 million from one American, Mark Zuckerberg. So what did they do with that money? Well, they gave it to a number of activist groups in the following states, Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Texas, and Virginia. The activist groups were described as, quote, vote navigators unquote. They were there to assist voters, potentially at their front doors, to assist in ballot curing. What does that mean? It means if you have a mail-in ballot and you don't fill it out correctly, these people, these vote navigators, will correct anything you do wrong and basically tell you what to do on election day or before. Now, all of the people were Biden voters. All of the vote navigators went into the precincts that historically vote Democratic with one exception, one county, Brown County in Wisconsin. I don't know why that was the only except, but all the others were in heavy Democratic precincts, all right? 
like Fulton County, Atlanta, like Philadelphia. Okay, so these people fanned out across neighborhoods and they were very well paid people canvassing, asking people, did you get your ballot? Let me see it. Did you do it right? And the people who hadn't filled it out, they went in and they said, you fill this out. Here's how you do it. You check off Joe Biden's name and then you give it to me and I'll take it in. That's called vote bundling. That's what happened. It wasn't about the voting machines. It wasn't about destroying ballots for Trump. So Giuliani and Sidney Powell and all these people ran around screaming Dominion voting machines, destroying ballots. That's not what it was. There may be a little of that destroying and dead people voting, but nothing like this. Okay, so when you have vote navigators in the heavily Democratic districts going to people's houses and telling them how to vote, that's fraud. Again, you go back to there's a reason why it's against the law to do this at a polling place. But mail-in ballots, you can do it. There's a law against it. And Zuckerberg enabled it. Do we all see what happened? I don't know if Trump even knows this. I'm going to bring this sheet and show him. I don't even know if he knows it. So this is what happened. And in the places where they went, those were the places that made the difference. In Arizona, Maricopa County, Fulton County, Georgia, in Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Green Bay, Madison in Pennsylvania, in Detroit, Michigan. All of these vote facilitators were there pounding on doors. So what has to happen? States have to pass laws against it. Zuckerberg didn't do anything illegal. He donated his money. Did he know this was going to happen? I don't know. But I assume he did. Smart guy. I assume the 400 million was to get Biden elected. And it worked. Now, I can guarantee you, you're not going to hear analysis like that anywhere else in this country. You'll get scattered here and there, but not that. There. You got it now. Now, the states, because the states are in charge of the elections, have to pass laws against that or we'll have phony elections forever. Because guys like Zuckerberg, they have the money to do it. Here in the press. All right, Katie Cork. I've known Katie for a long time. I like Katie. Okay, I've always had a good relationship. So she's on uh, Yahoo News for a while. 2016, sits down with Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. All right, she asked Ginsburg about Colin Kaepernick and uh, people kneeling during the national anthem. Ginsburg is promoting a book. That's why she's talking to Cork. So Ginsburg says, quote, about Kaepernick and others who kneel during the national anthem. Put it up on screen. A contempt for a government that has made it possible for their parents and grandparents 
to live a decent life. This is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. This is a direct quote to Katie Couric, which they probably could not have lived in places they came from. As they become older, they realize this was youthful folly, and that's why education is important. So Ruth Bader Ginsburg is saying that if you kneel, okay, for the national anthem, you have a contempt for a government that has made your life, your parents' and grandparents' life, very good. That's what she said. Okay. That sounds like a conservative position from a very liberal Supreme Court justice. So, before the interview runs, Bader, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's people call Couric and say, please don't run it. Don't put that on the air. And Couric complied. Took it out. That's against every journalistic tenet on the face of this earth. But this happens all the time. All the time. COVID stats. All right, so the World Health Organization says COVID deaths fell to lowest level in a year last week. Good. Okay. In the USA, cases are down 22%, deaths down 5%, hospitalizations down 20 All of this is because more people are being vaccinated. And again, I'll just bring you back. I'm a simple man, simple point. More people are vaccinated, the fewer COVID cases and deaths there are. That's the fact. It's indisputable. So my prediction is in the autumn, and here we are, early autumn, that COVID is going to subside dramatically in the USA as more people get vaccinated. In Chicago, the Fraternal Order of Police says it's going to sue Mayor Lori Lightfoot because Lightfoot is mandating that all city workers, including cops, have to be vaccinated by tomorrow. It's been going on for a while. And if they are not vaccinated, they're not going to get paid or they can take two COVID tests a week at their own expense and bring the tests to the city. So there is that one subtext. Well, the union says, no, we're going to sue. And Lightfoot says, bring it on. Why? Because Lightfoot will win. I've already gone through this a million times. Okay, public safety. So I don't know what to tell you. I mean, uh, it's a mess. All the mandates are a mess. Uh, I wish we didn't have to mandate anything. Uh, If I were the mayor of Chicago, I wouldn't be mandating vaccinations for city workers. I would not do it. I would say that you're going to have to be tested for COVID every week at your expense. If you're not vaccinated, I would do that. That's to protect the public and your co-workers. Kids, this is the next big controversy. So pretty soon, I don't know what day, but it's coming fast. Kids 5 to 11 will have a vaccine. Okay. Right now, 25% of all the COVID cases in the USA are children under the age of 18. If you're over 16, you can get vaxxed. So that's the situation now. But now the school kids are going to be able to get vaxxed. So then the schools are going to say, some of them, uh, if you want to come to class, you have to be vaccinated. And that's all hell's going to break loose. A lot of parents don't want their kids to be vaxxed. So I'm just giving you a heads up. That's coming. 
Interesting aside, National Hockey League starts uh, this week. Only four players in the entire league have not been vaccinated, and one of them has an underlying health condition. Cancel culture. So the Rolling Stones are on tour. I think they're all 80 years old or close. It's amazing, isn't it? It's really amazing. 80-year-old guys up there, like this. All right, so uh, one of the big hits for the Stones um, was a song called um, Brown Sugar, okay? So my young researcher made a mistake because she doesn't know brown sugar. She said black sugar. (laughs) See, anybody under the age of 35, I don't know, Rolling Stones, I had no idea. So she's got black sugar. (laughs) But I know brown sugar. I never liked the song. I I don't know why. I just don't like it. There's a lot of arcane references to slavery in it and, and, and all that. But I'll give you a little taste. Go. All right, so now that's out. That's canceled. No more brown sugar. Gone. The other song is Under My Thumb. So in their first concert in St. Louis, the Stones played the song. No. Roll that. It's down to me, the way she talks when she's spoken to. No, it's gone. So they opened with it in St. Louis, and then it disappeared in their subsequent shows. So this is how powerful this cancel culture stuff is. Um, They go into any place, and they tell the artists, this is what you can do, this is what you can't do. So the guy who wrote Brown Sugar, Keith Richards, I think he co-writer on it with Jagger, He says, I'm trying to figure out with the sisters, I guess that's African-American women, quite where the beef is. (laughs) Hey, Keith, a little advice, all right? Don't try to figure it out, all right? If they don't like it, you're not going to play it, okay? That's the country, the world we live in. Lego. I went to Lego land with my young son years ago. You should have seen me there. Anyway, Lego says, ah, we're changing all of our stuff because we're going to remove gender bias and harmful stereotypes. Who knew? Who knew Lego had gender bias and harmful stereotypes? I didn't know. I, I didn't know, but I'm not woke. So uh, here's a quote from Lego. The company is committed to making Lego play more inclusive and in ensuring that children's creative ambitions both now and in the future, are not limited by gender stereotypes, unquote. Ooh, all right, so Lego, whatever, I I have no idea. 
All right, how about Benjamin Franklin Day Elementary School in Seattle, Washington? I'm surprised Benjamin Franklin still got a name on there. But anyway, he does. No more Halloween. So they used to have a little party, a little parade. And the urchins would go out and have fun on Halloween. No, 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 no. The pumpkin parade canceled at the Benjamin Franklin Day Elementary in Seattle, Washington. Okay? Why? Why? School says the Halloween parade marginalizes students of color who do not celebrate the holiday, unquote. I didn't know African-American kids or other kids of color didn't celebrate Halloween. Did you? Now, there are some Jewish people that don't celebrate Halloween. I know that. Okay, tied into their religion, but it's never been a problem before. And there's no Jewish people mentioned here. All right, so the school then went on and said some of the costumes can be uncomfortable for many children who can't afford a costume. And loud music and crowds can upset some kids. It has nothing to do with the COVID epidemic. It's just some of them can't afford costumes. So the decision to cancel the pumpkin parade was made by the racial equity team at the school. Oh, don't you wish you could have lunch with those people? The racial equity team. So this is what they do in China and Soviet Union, Cuba. It's what they do. It's no difference. Wipe the culture out. But here's the worst part about it. What about all the other kids at the Franklin Day Elementary School that look forward to this? What about them? Their feelings, are their feelings hurt? They can't have a fun Halloween thing? What about them? The equity council doesn't care about them at all. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. New York City, Bill de Blasio only has three more months in office. There he is. So he's a communist. Right? And he despises America. And that's the root of everything in New York City. Now, he's never going to admit that, but I know he's a communist and he despises his country. Why? He believes his country 
has brutalized people of color and that white people control everything and that's evil and the founding fathers were evil and so de Blasio wants to wipe out all our system and build a nice communism system up where everybody has the same. Okay, so before he leaves office, he's banishing a statue of Thomas Jefferson from City Hall. So Thomas Jefferson's statue has been there for 187 years in New York City Hall since 1833. But de Blasio, on his way out, booting it out. Now, it'll go to some museum, I guess. I don't know where it's going yet, but he's booting it out. Why? Because Thomas Jefferson was a slaveholder. Well, George Washington was, Patrick Henry was, James Madison was, all the Virginians and the Southern founders held slaves because that was the culture and the economic system in the South in colonial times. All right. Now, I write extensively about Thomas Jefferson in my book, Killing England. Okay, and I'm not a big Thomas Jefferson fan as far as his personality is concerned. And I tell you why in the book. But there is no question that Thomas Jefferson is the architect of our freedom. Bill Blasio hates that. Okay, I don't think it's about slavery from de Blasio. Yeah, he's a virtue uh, signaler and all that, but he doesn't like our system. So he's punishing Thomas Jefferson. Okay, now, would de Blasio punish Martin Luther King Jr.? He had a pretty questionable private life, did Dr. King. JFK, same thing. Okay, this day in history, October 14, 1964, Martin Luther King Jr. wins the Nobel Peace Prize. Perhaps the most deserving man to ever win the Peace Prize. He was 35 years old, youngest person ever to receive the award. Um, he got it in Oslo, Norway, where the Nobels are. And uh, he was a great man in public policy, Dr. Martin Luther King. So do you cancel him because of the personal stuff? No, you don't. That happened 57 years ago today. All right, I got a good mail segment and a final thought that I think you're going to like. So I hope you hang tough. We'll be right back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's go to the mail. Thomas Hunsader, Clovis, California. Bill, the reason President Biden is not solving any problems is because he is the problem. I concur. 
Greg Barton, uh, Florissant, Missouri. The media will blame the supply chain issues on Trump pulling out of the Trans-Pacific Partnership. I predict that will be successful. I disagree, Greg. Nobody knows what the Pacific Trans-Pacific Partnership is. And the Biden administration is blaming it on COVID, by the way. That's what they're blaming it on. DeWitt, on the message board, you keep saying that if we push socialism, America will become like Venezuela. It only took until Christmas to see the lack of goods on store shelves here. So there you go. The regulations that the Biden administration has put on commerce in America are strangling commerce. That's what they did in Venezuela. TB on the message board. People can come and shop early here in San Francisco. Everything is free. Just go in and grab it. There you go. Alida Sozerano. Nicaragua. Bill, I was wondering how the people from Haiti who got to South and Central America and are making their way to the U.S. border got here in the first place. Well, they were people, Haitians, who had some resources. And so they came, Alita, to Nicaragua and to other Central American countries and South American countries. They got on a plane. They got afford a plane ticket. They packed their stuff up and they settled in your country. But now they think they can get into the USA, so here they come. So it wasn't the destitute Haitians. It was the Haitians who had some assets. Jorge Torres, Lawrenceville, Georgia. I don't know why the natural immunity is not considered for travel or work, as some studies say it's better than vaccinations. Jorge, how are you going to do Are you going to carry your medical file around with you? How are you going to do that? So this is hundreds of millions of people we're dealing with. The state gives you proof that you can put on your phone a vax. Okay, state's not going to analyze everybody who's got natural immunity, had COVID antibodies. They can't do it possible. So you got to get practical about this. Eric Tanner, Zanesville, Ohio. What are the facts on global taxation that the countries are implementing? A number of countries, primarily in Europe, say they are not going to uh, lower corporate tax below 15%. That's so corporations won't move from the USA over there or whatever it is, but they're trying to have a uniform tax for corporations worldwide. Biden administration is pushing that. Elizabeth Sayers, Roanoke, Virginia. I'm so glad you are doing the No Spin News, Bill, and not riding around in a golf cart. <laughs> You're helping us all. Well, I appreciate that. Elizabeth, that's one of the reasons I continue to work as hard as I, I do. So I think I'm doing a service. I mean, just the fact that you now know how the election of 2020 really went down. And again, you're not going to get that anywhere else. You'll get dribs and drabs, maybe, but not the big picture. So that's why I'm here. All right, we will have a special for BillOReilly.com premium concierge members only, October 21st, beginning at 7 p.m. You can access it anytime you want. And that is the real Joe Biden. Putting that together now, and you are going to be stunned at some of the stuff we found out. Okay, go to the BillOReilly.com store, pick up my books. You'll love them Killing the Mob, Killing Crazy Horse. Pick up tickets to the history tour with Donald Trump. Put the uh, dates up there, please. Uh, these tickets are now accelerating quickly, so you're going to have to make a decision in the next couple of weeks if you want to see us uh, once in a lifetime. And I am going to have Donald Trump, you know, comment a little bit on it today. 
And uh, I had a, a letter, Why is Killing the Killers, my next book, being delayed. The publisher couldn't get them printed because of COVID. I w- they sh- it should be out in two weeks, but it's now going to be out early next year. All right, when writing to us, do not become a GOG, A-G-O-G. When writing to BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com, name in town if you wish to opine. Right back with the final thought on Mr. Trump. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So here is the final thought of the day. The media needs Donald Trump. It's falling apart fast. Particularly the left-wing media. They need him. So Trump runs again. Audience levels rise. Fox News Channel, of course. CNN hates him, MSNBC, NBC News hates him, New York Times, LA Times, all, all of that, Washington Post. The interest rate nice. It won't be as much as last time because people are so fed up with the corrupt media, the corrupt corporate media, they're bailing, and a lot of them won't go back. All right, a lot of them are coming to me. Okay, so they don't, if you are here for the no spin news every night, you don't need the others. But anyway, Donald Trump will ignite viewership, readership, listenership for all the media. And they will make hundreds of millions of dollars if he runs again. Now, I am going to pose that question to Donald Trump today. So he despises the corporate media, but he's actually helping them by getting back in the game, by running for president again. So what does he think about that? Has he processed it? Has he thought about it? It's an interesting concept, right? So without Donald Trump, the corporate media is kind of out in about three years. I, I got about three years. They're down everywhere now enormously. About three years, it'll be a total collapse. Trump comes back in, that'll delay it. So um, I don't know. How the president feels about that, I will find out because you know me. I'm so obnoxious that if I ask a question, he doesn't answer it. I ask it again and again. (laughs) So, but he knows that. And, you know, it's one of the reasons that I uh, I'm jazzed about the history tour because it took him a long time to sign on for that because he knew I have to answer the questions about what he did and how he did it while he was president. You can't, like, skirt it and not answer in front of 12,000, 13,000 people. Who, and can you imagine the crowds there? I mean, it's going to make the Rolling Stones look like Little Bo Peep. 
these shows. I mean, it's going to be unbelievable. So if you'd like to go, go to BillOReilly.com. We'll hit you right over to the box office you want. Great Christmas gifts. And we'll see you on Monday for the Trump interview.